This is the Savvy Investor radio show and podcast with Mike Connett and Ryan Herbert of Prostatus Financial. Mike is a financial planner and estate planning attorney with a master's degree in taxation and four-time Amazon best-selling author. Ryan is an 11-time five-star wealth management award winner and top-ranked financial advisor by Forbes. For decades, the Prostatus Financial team has been helping families build successful retirements and lasting legacies. Now, the Savvy Investor radio show and podcast. So are you an Elvis fan? Yeah, you know what it is? I mean, I think if you were born and you've ever listened to music, yeah. you got to be an Elvis fan, right? I mean, such influence, iconic songs forever. Anybody who knows anything about music knows his legs and the Ed Sullivan show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that if you have any sense of music at all, you got to be an Elvis fan. This is totally debatable, but when that man was on stage, I don't think that there is anybody that has that stage presence to command a stage as he did. And, and I'm, man, I'm a big fan. And that's why when you, when you see headlines like this, unfortunately, the passing of Lisa Marie, Mike, it's just, man, how much can this family The endure? tragedy. Yeah. 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 I mean, just one generation leading into another generation of, of just horrible, horrible things happening over and over and over again. You help people retire, you and uh, Ryan Herbert and your team at ProStatus. So you do a lot of good, but you also see some of the bad stuff with estate planning mistakes gone bad. You, in fact, are also an estate planning attorney. So let's talk a little bit about that and uh, the headline that Priscilla Presley is now battling over Lisa Marie's life insurance. Well, not actually battling over her life insurance so much as battling over the trust, right? The life insurance is going to the trust, and there were some oops on the life insurance that, in you know, hindsight, turned out to be really good results of the oops because otherwise her children would be out an additional $10 million. But what she's really battling over is she was removed as trustee, and the circumstances under which she was removed, the method that Lisa Marie took to remove her mother as trustee, mm-hmm. there looks to be some issues involved with that. And that's really what Priscilla is attacking. As an estate planning attorney, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this, do you see this a lot when people either A, don't prepare or there's a lot of other things going on in their families? Yeah, it's actually a, a very, very emotionally damaging time for a lot of people. I mean, you know, losing a loved one, I mean, that's that's hard enough as it is. Mm-hmm. And then finding out that, I don't know, it was a second marriage and there's a, a child by the second marriage and a child by the first marriage. And, you know, mom or dad never changed their estate planning documents and everything goes to one child instead of the other child. Mm-hmm. Didn't change beneficiary forms. I mean, there's all sorts of crazy things that happen because, you know, people, we get so busy with our lives, we forget to take care of some of the details, which include making sure that we're taking care of our loved ones if something should happen to us. So unfortunately, I see it way too often coming into our office, some of the goofy little oops that can happen when you don't have a, a holistic, comprehensive financial planning partner in your life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's a, a, the way I would put it. You know, there's, there's lots of financial planners out there that'll tell you how to invest your money. That's all well and good. There's estate planning attorneys that'll tell you all that stuff. And there's tax guys that will tell you about taxes. But until you have somebody that can actually marry all the pieces together to make sure they're all rowing in the same direction, right. it gets a little convoluted. Well, let's talk about that. And, and again, we're going to get into some of the nuts and bolts of Lisa Marie Presley's estate and from an estate planning perspective. But you just mentioned that somebody looking out for you, you look at the Presley's family, Elvis, 
we know now that people weren't really looking out for his best interest, but you think they were. Now his daughter seems like she went through the same thing where you would think that people were looking after her and for her best behalf, but that clearly wasn't the case. I mean, her mom seemed to be like she was on top of things. I mean, she seems like a good woman, but somehow or another, she, Lisa Marie, took her mom out of the estate. Yeah, so evidently there was a trust originally created, and it, and it might have actually come from Elvis himself. That mm-hmm. might be where the trust started, but at some point when Lisa got old enough, she had some decisions on who could be part of the trust, who could be decision makers in the trust that was set up for her benefit and for the benefit of her children. Mm-hmm. And remember, she's a prime example. She's got a couple kids by one marriage and kids by other marriages, so she's got a blended family. And so at some point, Lisa found herself in some financial troubles. And like a a lot of wealthier people do, wealthier people understand the tax efficiencies of life insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, for most of us, the average person, we think of life insurance as it's some insurance premium, some insurance agents get paid a commission. It only benefits me when I die. And, you know, I mean, they don't look at it as a, a really tax efficient vehicle that it truly, truly is. But evidently somebody explained to Lisa Marie some of the incredibly wonderful tax benefits that life insurance has, including cash value in the life insurance and how the proceeds can take care of family members and how tax efficient it can be. So she had a couple policies. She found herself in debt and uh, she did a couple of things. One, she tried to change the trustees. So she altered the documents and Mm -hmm. it appears from the news sources that I've seen that the documents were not changed properly. There were some inconsistencies in what she did. But that's not necessarily a show or a sign of malice, right? They could have just been processed wrong. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, it could be somebody that had undue influence on Lisa Marie and had her do something. It could be somebody underhanded who wants to be in control of things, or it could really just be uh, somebody was sloppy and lazy and didn't pay attention. Um, It could have been Lisa Marie was having a bad day and her signature looked a little off. Mm. You know, I mean, it could have been any of those things, but there's enough question to it that mom, Priscilla, Mm -hmm. thinks that there is wiggle room and that she found an attorney. We're a litigious society, but she found an attorney that will step in and thinks that they have a viable argument to be made. Now, you know, as the beneficiaries of the trust, you know, the kids have different interests, right? So, you know, there's two kids that were definitely included. There are two kids that look like they might not have been included. And I, and I think from what I've read, Priscilla's trying to figure out a way to make sure all the kids are included. So we'll see how that plays out. But part of what she tried to do is she tried to cash out a life insurance policy. And again, you know, she was going to use it to pay death benefits, I guess, in, in hindsight. Thank goodness, you know, she didn't get it cashed out. Thank goodness that the company that she sent in her paperwork that was facilitating the cash out of this policy, I mean, she was going to get a couple million dollars out of a policy that is going to pay her heirs $10 million. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, all sorts of wackiness going on in, in so it was kind of amazing when I sit down with, with people coming in from the radio or television or podcast, where, wherever they're coming from. And we all think our situation is fairly simple. There's nothing really going on. And my kids don't need my money. And the kids all get along and they'll figure it all out. Well, all those things are true. Absolutely 100% true while you're alive. Mm -hmm. And I am here to tell you with the, the 30 to plus years of taxes and estate planning and and investments and, and all those things, 
in the 30 plus years, I've been doing this since the early 80s. I started tax work way back then. In all these years, across the board, I could almost say without hesitation, death and money make people stupid. Mm. We all have unresolved mommy and daddy issues. I don't care what it is. You know, you like Tommy better. You went to his baseball game. You didn't come to mine. I mean, it's, and I tell this story to my clients. I mean, this is my own personal story. And, and if you think about this, I do this for a living. You would think that I would be rational and I would understand it and I would be in control of things, right? So I'm adopted, you know, and Michael, you know that, mm-hmm. you know, our, our listeners may not know that, but I'm adopted and. You know, my adopted mom, I've taken care of her for years and years and years. You know, we grew up poor. I was adopted by a woman and uh, my dad, he died a few years before she did. And, and they never had any money. I mean, they really didn't have anything. I actually, they live in a house that I owned until she passed away recently. And before she passed away, she came to me and said she wanted to update her will. And honestly, she had nothing of true monetary value. She didn't have any savings. She didn't have any life insurance. There was nothing like that. They were all personal things that we could have wanted. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, and there's five kids, at the end of the day, my brother wanted her rosary. Uh, one of my brothers wanted her rocking chair. Another brother wanted this throw shawl that she would put over her shoulders when she was cold. Mm-hmm. My sister wanted the Encyclopedia Britannica. And as I looked through the house, the only thing all of us wanted, no matter what, were pictures, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because we have th- hundreds and thousands of pictures. So we all knew that we would share those pictures and we'd get that sorted out. But as we went through the house and we were talking to her, there was nothing specific that I wanted. There was no memories. I, I got some things from my dad that were important for me, but from my mom, there wasn't anything there that I said, oh my gosh, that's something that I want that's such a memory for me. And and. I made that decision because she said whatever, you know, just pick something in the house that's Mm -hmm. memorable. And so she gave me her instructions, what she wanted to have done. And I'm filling it out. And, you know, there's something for my brother. There's something for my other brother. There's something for my other brother. There's something for my sister. And my name's there and there's nothing there. And I'm like, really? You're not leaving me anything? Which is so stupid because Mm -hmm. she asked me and literally, literally, I mean, the furniture was already mine because she lived in one of my homes. She had nothing of any economic value, but most of the time when you want something personal, it, it's something very, very personal. But yeah. even then, she had basically given away things to kids and grandkids over her lifetime. So there was nothing really left that I wanted that, that was a fond memory from her, except for the pictures. And that was something. But think about that. It was just a wacky emotional feeling I had as I'm filling out these documents and preparing her estate plan for her. I was getting nothing. And I had an emotional, a visceral reaction to it that was just completely unreasonable. I do this for a living. Imagine people out there that don't do this on a day-to-day basis. It's, it can be very, very overwhelming, not only for the kids, but for the parents right. trying to figure out how to set this up in such a way that everybody... You know, mom and dad, we love our kids no matter what. I mean, you have a daughter. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I hate to say it. There are people out there who have done horrendous things in their lives and their parents still love them, yeah. right? The fact is, is that we love our kids for better, for worse, mm-hmm. right? That, it's that unconditional love they had for us when we were little. It's the same thing. And this whole process, you know, what Priscilla's going through now, you know, what Lisa went through when, when her father died, it is a very, very difficult thing to do unless somebody has guided you, held your hand, and quite frankly, one of the things that I think that we do so well 
is that we actually have family meetings. I was just recently, you know, I had a client, uh, his wife passed away recently. Mm-hmm. He's in a nursing home. So I had a family meeting where we got together as a family and we said, look, this is what's going on. Here's the things we need to know. Here's how we're going to handle things. Here's how we're paying dad's bills. Here's how his, his nursing home is going to be taken care of going forward. Here's how everything's working. So there were no questions. There were no unanswered issues going on. The family understood where we were and how we were going to get to that next spot. But when dad finally passes away, everybody understood what was gonna happen. Mm -hmm. Dad was part of the conversation, the kids were part of the conversation. And I hope, I think that helps, right? I mean, it doesn't make it perfect, because like I said, death and money make people stupid, but I think it helps when everything's been discussed ahead of time about here's what's gonna happen and why it's gonna happen this way. I agree with that, because perhaps if that was happening with Priscilla and Lisa Marie, maybe they wouldn't have been in this this squabble uh, that they're going to be in right now. Mike, what would you say to Elvis if you were putting a plan together for him, you know, look, obviously knowing what you know now, what would you say to him to help for this not to happen? I mean, my recollection of Elvis's stuff, it was even a bigger mess. Um, I think what has to happen is you need to have family meetings on a regular basis so that we all understand what's going on. Just like we wanted to know what was happening with our kids' lives when they were young, Mm -hmm. our children wanna know what's going on with us as we get older. I mean, they're just as afraid for us as we are for them. So I think, you know, my advice would have been to Elvis to, and same thing for for Lisa, you know, when, uh, when she went and sat down with her manager and redid things, it would have been, we need to have a family meeting about this. We need to bring other people involved who are going to benefit from this or quite frankly be excluded because that's mm-hmm. what that's what ended up happening here we need to make sure everybody's on the same page and we understand why this is happening anytime somebody gets excluded like what's happened here with with you know a couple of her children that always begs a question you know what's going on that this happens i think my words to elvis would have been you know have somebody sit down with you and the family let's make sure the estate plan works and then every 3 to 5 years Let's have an updated conversation. From my perspective, you don't need to change your trust every three to five years. You don't need to update your wills every three to five years, but you should update your estate plan. You should make sure all the the beneficiaries are filled out correctly, that there's no oopses. I can't Mm -hmm. tell you, I mean, we talked earlier about this. I cannot tell you how many times I have seen beneficiary forms wrong, or quite frankly, you know, because they opened up an account 20 years ago at, you know, Vanguard, Vanguard 20 years ago, they lost the beneficiary form. So Vanguard has no beneficiary wow. on your account at all. Something you that know? simple can can make it, such a <laughs> catastrophic huge effect. Huge difference. Huge difference. And I think that's where having a trusted advisor in your life comes into play. I mean, I, I think that's the role somebody like me is meant to play in, in somebody's lives. I mean, certainly that's the rewarding mm-hmm. part of the job that I have, The the fact that I see that I can make a difference in somebody's life. Mike, what should someone look for when they are looking for that trusted advisor, that trusted person that you're talking about so that they don't unfortunately end up like, you know, Lisa Marie and so many other celebrities and regular people that we hear about? Uh, what are some things that people should look out for that trusted professional, those qualities that they should have a check mark on? I think what you really want to be able to do is have a candid conversation with the advice givers that you're getting. Mm -hmm. I think what you want is them to tell you 
the good, bad, and otherwise yep. of the options that you have, right? I mean, so many attorneys, and I mean, I, I live in that world. So many attorneys, they have a cookie cutter, one size fits all. They have a software program where they just cut and paste your name in it. It's one size fits all. And, and there's so many occasions when, you know, everybody's situation is the same, but you know what? Yeah, they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not. Everybody has something unique that needs to be addressed. And sometimes there's not a simple answer to it. And unfortunately, in the, in the legal profession, it's my opinion that lawyers are always looking for the simplest solution so they can get in and get out and move on. And so, that's unfortunate. So, so, so maybe that's actually a good thing there because I know you and this is a good, bad and indifferent quality about you. You will tell someone the way you see it unapologetic. Here's the way I see it. Here's what we need to do. And if you look at the Presleys, you know, you look back when Elvis was alive, no one wanted to tell him from what we know, no one wanted to tell him, Hey, you know, we shouldn't do this or, or E, that's not a, that's not a good idea. We need to do this, that, and the other. There's a lot of yes people around you. And when you're dealing with an estate plan, you don't want a yes man. You want somebody that's going to give you their honest professional opinion. Not only do you want an honest professional opinion, you want somebody who is ethical enough to say mm. to you, yep. I am not the person who is going to draft your documents if you're excluding your children. I I mean, for me, you know, I'm not willing to do that, right? I mean, that's just not me. We had a doctor come to us one year, and he was significantly older than his wife, and they had a very young child. And while it wasn't estate planning, we were doing an investment plan and a retirement plan. And as we're setting up this plan, I'm talking to him about how he's going to protect him, his wife, and his son. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, I'm not worried about them. They'll be fine. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not your man. I I can't do that. Something that I am ethically or morally opposed to. I mean, you don't have to agree with my opinion. I'm okay with that. That's what makes us such incredible human beings that we're all allowed to have our own opinion. But somebody like me, I just can't do that. And you want somebody in your life that will look at you and say, that's a bad idea, and I'm not going to help you do it. That's my opinion. And I think that if you find somebody that just says yes to you all the time, like Lisa Marie evidently did, or like Elvis did, or like so many of those big, rich stars and stuff, they get yes people around them. You know, if all that's what you have in your life, everything's a great idea. And you know what? As brilliant as I think I am, not everything that comes out of my mouth is a brilliant idea. And I know that. And I surround myself. I have a huge team around me that every now and then they look at me and say, you know what, Mike, that's stupid. We're not doing that. And I want that. I want that feedback. And I think that you, as our listeners, you looking for investment advice, tax advice, estate plan advice. You want somebody in your life that will tell you exactly how it is and what's reasonable and unreasonable and what's a good idea. And if you don't have that, you need to keep looking. So, Mike, look out for warning signs that somebody may not have your best interest, may not know what you need or may be just a yes person that you don't need around. And then finally, I I would imagine the lesson from all of this is to make sure that you have an estate plan in place, a retirement plan in place, but also have that constant communication that you were talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. You don't want yes men in your lives. You want people who are going to do the right thing for you, no matter who it helps and who it hurts. You want the right thing done because at the end of the day, if everybody does the right thing, we all win. Yeah. Tragic uh, story there for the Presley family. When I saw that headline, I was just, I was floored. I mean, how much more can that family endure after everything that, that they have given us? Um, Before we wrap here, your favorite Elvis song? 
I mean, I, I got to tell you, you know, I remember growing up, Matt and Mike Orozco, my next door neighbors mm-hmm. when I was like eight years old, <laughs> they had an older brother. I don't even remember his name, but they had an older brother that was a huge Elvis fan and he would sing through the house, Return to Sender. Return that, to Sender. I love return it. Return to Sender. I just remember that song forever. I don't even know all the words. I just know Return to Sender, address unknown, no such <laughs> number, no, no such, such something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, it was just like, oh my, oh, that's the it. song I remember from way back when. Hey, listen, we appreciate your time. For those of you that don't know, just tuning in, Mike Kinnett is an estate planning attorney. He's got a master's degree in taxation, also a financial and tax planner, and just a great individual. Mike, thanks again for everything you do. Thanks for caring, too. But as always, you get the final word. This is Mike Kinnett. Thanks for joining us today. And remember, we do make a difference in each other's lives. Thank you for listening to the Savvy Investor Radio Podcast, brought to you by Prostatus Financial. For more info on Mike and Ryan, to schedule a consultation, find an upcoming workshop or radio times, go to thesavvyinvestortv.com. Advisory services offered through ProStatus Financial Advisors Group, a registered investment advisor, insurance licensed in Maryland. ProStatus Financial Advisors Group, LLC, is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if ProStatus Financial Advisors Group is licensed in your state, please call 410-863-1040. ProStatus Group, LLC, is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through representatives of ProStatus Financial Advisors Group.